Hey guys, did you know that a 2015 study found that for every dollar spent on email marketing, there has been an average of $38 return on investment? It's a no-brainer that every small business should be using email marketing, and that's why we're talking about that today. So Kate, how are you? What's up? I'm, I'm doing really good. I have been focusing on self-care this week, taking our own advice for the holidays. Mm. So I'm feeling energized and renewed and ready to get the shit done. <laughs> I love it. Me too. I am feeling so ready for Thanksgiving and just being around in like I already decorated this week. So it's feeling really good to like being in the holiday spirit. Yes, the holiday vibes. I feel like we all needed it early this year. Yeah, and I am never the one to judge people for decorating early. I'm like, I don't care that you put a Christmas tree up. <laughs> Normally cares? I wait. We wait typically till Thanksgiving like evening. And yeah. Megan, we talked about this before. We have to play NSYNC's Merry mm. Christmas, Happy Holidays song of every course. time. It's got to be the first song played. And then Dawson has to listen to Justin Bieber's Christmas album. It's just so funny. It's such a funny trope to me. <laughs> Dawson's sitting there listening to Justin Bieber's Christmas album. But I guess it's just this, in one and the same with NSYNC. <laughs> just yeah. This. Boy band to another. And we pour a glass of wine and we just have fun putting mm -hmm. the ornaments on there. And it's just, I don't know, it's a tradition we've done and we'll probably do yeah. for the rest of our lives. I love it. I, um, I, same thing. I'll listen to Insane Christmas and I normally will put my tree up. I usually like to wait until my birthday. Once my birthday happens, then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready to put it up. Um, and sometimes that happens where sometimes my birthday is like just a couple days before Thanksgiving. So yeah. So this year my birthday came and went and I was like, you know what? It's time to put up the Christmas tree and have some holiday joy up in here. Yeah, and we celebrated your birthday this past weekend. We went yes. to the plant bar in Charlotte, guys. It was amazing. Oh, my God, guys. If you are into plants at all, or even if you don't know if you're into plants, I'm telling you, go to this place. It's like a cute shop in um, – what part of Charlotte would you say that I is? I think it was Dilworth, wasn't it? Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I'm so lost on every direction in Charlotte. I, I still don't know. I think it was still worth though. I think it was, yeah. And then, um, so you, you go in and there's just plants everywhere. It's like covered. Even if you do nothing else, you need to follow them on Instagram because their plant just vibe is so, so beautiful. Makes you so like happy just looking at all the greenery. Um, and then they have a cute little bar in there. So they, they don't do any drinks on tap, but it's all like, you know, bottles and they do mimosas and stuff. And it was such a good time. They do workshops too. Like you can create your own terrarium there and they'll help you assemble all that stuff. And all the staff was super knowledgeable on how to care for all the plants. I was very impressed. Me too. I could not believe I was bragging about them to Victor, my boyfriend. And they were, um, he was just like, oh, that's amazing. Because most places you go, most of the workers don't know so much about the plants. But it really feels like they took time to educate each and every worker. So then they were so knowledgeable and would like point us in the direction of what kind of care we wanted. And it was just so, such a nice experience. Oh, yeah. It was a great way to spend your birthday. Yes, it was. So, Kate, we were chatting about email marketing today. Yes. Have you dived in or dove into any kind of email marketing ever? 
Um, well, I'm kind of a newbie to this. I started paying attention to this part of my business actually this year. And um, I launched uh, many sessions this year and I've kind of gone back and forth. Last year, I was too busy with weddings and stuff to be able to do that. But I launched my mini sessions and I wanted a way to kind of create anticipation and excitement for my uh-huh. launch. So um, through HoneyBook, they offer the batch email option. And this was a way for me to just kind of test the waters and get my feet wet with getting used to writing copy and doing all this stuff. I was actually able to book several slots by just letting my client base know ahead of time before I released them on social media. And before I actually launched them to everyone, I booked, I think, four slots. So it's a great way to let your existing clients know what you're, you're coming up with or if you're launching something. I've noticed some of my clientele follows me on social media and then the other half doesn't. So this is a great way to tap into the people who aren't active on social media. Yeah. When we were doing our research for this episode, we found a good stat. Um, 99% of consumers check their emails every single day. And it's actually often the preferred method of business communication. So I think a lot of people get caught up on social media and there's so much being thrown at them all the time that Mm -hmm. some people even just take social media breaks or some people aren't even on social media at all. So being able to tap into email, the reality is most people are going to have email and they're going to pay attention to the businesses that they want to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect way to really tap into that market where you get a little bit more of a personalized experience and you're creating like your own little community around your brand that is much more tight knit. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's more personal too. Like if you're advertising on social media with Facebook or Instagram ads, or just your posts in general, it's a very generic post that you're just putting out there for everyone to see. Whereas an email, you're specifically crafting it for your clients that are looking for your services. Right, right. And I love how you were saying it's it really is a direct way to speak to your potential and existing clients, especially, um, especially with the HoneyBook feature of the batch emails. And then also just like with, um, like I do my emails through Wix mm-hmm. and being able to, once they're subscribed, you know that they're already interested in your services in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And then being able to reel them in more with just providing more and more value every time you end up creating a client for life. Yeah. And it's really the best way to build your brand with your existing clients and to really like speak to them on a more personal level versus like trying to reach people on social media. That's so true. And it really does create more quality leads because you're, again, it goes back to the personal factor of it that you are personally going towards one person, they feel a little bit more inclined to want to do business with you because it's not just another, you know, fish in the sea. Yeah. Well, and you think about it, your email, you don't just give that out to anybody. Like there are companies that sell your information, but typically when you're getting an email, it's because you've signed up for it or you've given your email to somebody and you're, you're wanting more to keep in touch or wanting more information. It's a great way to just pop up and say, hey, like I, mm-hmm. I love it when I get personalized emails. I'm more inclined to open those versus, you know, someone posting on social media and wanting me to interact with them. That makes sense. Right, right. Oh, no, it totally does. And like we were saying before, too, is just that social media can be so 
drowning sometimes mm-hmm. that you you just become like another voice they're going through and they don't want to hear constant sales pitches all the time you know yeah. some people a lot of consumers i think use instagram in a very different way than business owners do so something like email marketing it is more of a um an upfront way they know if they're if you have their email the likelihood of them getting some kind of salesy type situation that they know that that's going to happen of course and it almost feels like on social media that that's not something obviously you know it's like more uh present in these days but it's not something that I think we all necessarily signed up for is that like we signed up on social media for as a consumer for like the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. In the well, beginning, I- nobody was really using it as like a business tool. Yeah. Uh, Instagram started out as like people went there for inspiration and to share their own stories and like what they're doing in their day to day life, which is great. And I think it's awesome that they've transitioned with the times to be able to offer businesses the opportunity to reach all of the users that they have. I think they have like 50 million users or something, daily users, which is crazy. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. There's a lot of potential there, but if you're just speaking to blank space and not turning likes into leads and everything, it can get a little discouraging with how to market yourself. Right, right. And one of the best parts about all of this is that email marketing, besides social media marketing, or um, I would say any type of paid marketing, email marketing tends to be the cheapest. There are plans that you can get with companies that are as low as like, like I personally do it with Wix, like I said, and I want to say, so email marketing within Wix, you get three free emails every month. And then past there, if you want to do more, then you upgrade it. And I think it's somewhere around six or $8 a month or something. And for you to be able to reach as many customers as it allows you to reach, the return on investment is like insanely profitable if you just put in the time to actually craft a good email and send it out to people. Well, and the reason there's so much return on email marketing is most people are already interested in what you have to offer and they're just Mm -hmm. waiting for if you have a deal or a special or, you know, or if you promote other products, they're wanting to, you know, stay in touch with those things. MailChimp is also free. There's a free platform. I'm not. Oh, I didn't realize MailChimp was free. Yeah, they have a free um, version. I'm not sure how, how much you get with the Mm -hmm. free version. Um, But it's a great way if you don't have email marketing through your website host, you know, MailChimp is a great way to start. And it's a great way, I think, if you're not already involved in it at all, I think it's a great way for you to kind of dip your toes in and just kind of get a feeling for what email marketing is all about, because it is not easy. And in the second half of this episode, we're going to chat about just ways that you can go about email marketing. Um, But knowing this going into it, that email marketing is a whole nother step that is hard to take that step. But once you do, you will see insane amounts of value coming back to you just over time. The other reason why I love email marketing is you can get insights on what your copywriting or links are gaining the most traction. So it's a good way to refine your copy to figure out what you need to speak to your ideal client. And I think that's a great tool for any small business owner to use. That is such a good point because being able to do market research based on what your copy is, is not like the easiest thing because you could end up losing money if you are doing it on a much bigger scale. 
And with email marketing, it almost feels like no, not much risk in it. You yeah. know, if you send out an email and only a couple people open it or a couple people read it and um, reply to your call to action and everything, it's not that big of a, a loss if nothing ends up happening from it. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to then take that, take that feedback and say, okay, now I can change up this or I can change up that and make it so it's actually profitable for you. Yeah. And I think even if you don't really want to do much email marketing, it's a great way to test your content before you go to the paid platforms. Like, you know, if you're using social media to advertise or if you're using Google ads or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever platform, you know, magazines. So it's a good way to test what people are going to pay attention to you before you you invest in other advertising. Yeah, that's such a good point. Okay, so Kate, how do you feel about us taking a little break right here? And then we can tell everybody how they can master their email marketing. Love it. We'll be back in a sec. So you guys, I need to share with you my favorite tool for my business that I can't live without. HoneyBook is a web-based CRM platform that has changed the game for my business. HoneyBook helps me manage my client projects from start to finish, including contracts, invoices, scheduling, and automation. We're adding a 50% discount link to our show notes and website for your first year. So make sure you check it out. They offer a seven-day free trial too. We will be doing a deep dive into HoneyBook in a later episode because we love it so much. Plus, it's how Megan and I found each other. I especially love the space they have created for creatives to connect and collaborate. Claim your 50% discount now by going to our show notes or visiting balancingthebiz.com. Guys, we're back and now we are going to talk about how to approach email marketing. So Megan, you have more experience with email marketing because you're taking it on seriously. So I feel like this is your expertise. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely part. I've been trying to dive into email marketing a lot within the last year and then especially, well, I guess within the last two years, I really started diving into email marketing when I started my blog. So Mm -hmm. I started heavy on my blog the beginning of 2019 and I was going really heavy for a while. Um, I've since trailed off a little bit, but blogging and email marketing kind of went hand in hand for me. So I was like, okay, I have to learn all about this at once because I have to be able to get my blog out there for people to read it. So I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. What's up? When you would blog, would you, once you publish your blog, would you send out an email? letting everyone know that that's up there or how would you do that? Yeah. So I would publish a blog and I would um, create a whole email about it before I published the blog. I would, you know, create a whole draft email. I would have the new blog post. I would have little like blurps from the blog post, um, just like the most important little pieces. And then I would fill it in with other information. So I would make sure that other than the call to action for the actual blog post, I would make sure that I had some kind of thing of like, hey, are you a bride looking to, you know, have your hair and makeup done for your wedding or something? Or, um, you know, just like other random little sales. So I would have two different call to actions on there. And then, of course, fill it into sometimes I would do like a um, a wedding, like a recent wedding that I had. I would do like a little box about like just some photos and stuff from it. Um, so, yeah, you just want to keep it interesting, I think. And especially with the blog post, it's good to put it out there because if you're not a consistent blogger or if you're not already like in the game, I don't think people are going to think to go to the blog every week. You really do have to send out a reminder for people to see like, oh, okay, 
you know, she just put out a blog. That's genius. You guys need to write that down. <laughs> I need to write that down. <laughs> I need hell. I need to do it more. <laughs> but no, um, I think that's a great way to get your content out there and to get more exposure to your website, you know, yes. other than social media platforms. I think that's a really great idea to just maximize doing that all that at once. So you knock it out. Yeah. And I would go through, I would batch out. I'm all about batching. Kate knows this. I talk, I'm mm. like, how can we bash this? How can we bash this? <laughs> <laughs> because to me, it's just, it makes my life so much easier. So when I was heavy into blogging, I would take a whole day out of my schedule and I would say, okay, I'm going to write, um, you know, five blog posts or something. And then I would go through and write the email right after I wrote the blog post. So it was all fresh in my head mm -hmm. and then go back to writing a full blog. So then everything was in there and all I had to do was schedule them out and then go through and make the social media templates and stuff for it. So yeah, I mean, we have to do a whole podcast episode about blogging because that is like yeah. a and big batching. game changer for business. Oh my God. Yeah. And batching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And yeah. just so you guys know, we batch everything on the podcast too. And we kind of, Megan helped with this, but like when we brainstorm for the show, we do it right before we record. And then we go into the blog and creating all the social media content. And we do that while it's fresh because mm -hmm. then you're having to spend more time if you go back to it. Right. You're spending more brain energy by having to restart it. It's almost like, it, just think about a snowball. A snowball is going to get bigger as it rolls down the hill, but if you stop it in the middle of it, it's kind of like putting a wrench into your plans. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest things and why, like how you should start when you think about email marketing is first, of course, you always want to be intentional about why you even want to do email marketing. Don't just do it because we say you should do it. <laughs> Yeah. Or like, because somebody's, somebody says you should do it. You need to think about what your actual goals are behind what your business is. You know, what is your vision for your business? And then does email marketing even match up with what your goals are? And the likelihood is it probably does because there's something that you could market to your clientele with, with an emails, but you want to make sure that you're being intentional with each and every email that you send out because people will notice and people will get the vibe that you're being disingenuous if you're just sending out an email because you think that you should. Well, and that goes for social media posts and just in general, like business practices, right. you want to keep it authentic. Right. Exactly. Always be genuine because, and if you don't feel like you can be genuine about it, just don't freaking do it. <laughs> just, <Yeah>. It's <laughs> not worth it. Yeah. Um, so some important questions that I think that everybody should ask themselves are when they're thinking about doing email marketing, what is the problem that you are trying to solve within your business? Um, the main problem that your clients have. So let's take me, for example. I, um, you know, people want to look and feel beautiful on their wedding day. And I am trying to solve that for them. Mine is very straightforward. It's very simple. But sometimes I think businesses can be a little bit more construed as far as what problem they're solving. And I think that's another big business practice in general is that you really need to dive into what is the core problem that you are solving for your clients and how can you fill that gap of what, what you can do to solve that problem. I also think it's important, I want to add, Megan, that it's important to know who your ideal client is so that you mm -hmm. can speak to them directly. And this is more for if you don't have like your following built up already, right. because you don't want like us being service industry. I'm very picky about who I sign on as clients. And that's just mm -hmm. me personally, because I don't want to deal with the crazies. But 
<laughs> it's very important Same. that yeah that your your content is geared towards them and is going to speak to them too yes that is such important and uh, again add this to the list we need to do a whole episode about finding your ideal client and mm-hmm. i hate that because it's such an over um overused like yes, broad statement yeah. yeah but it's true you know like at the basis of all business you really do have to know who you're speaking to because if you don't know who you're speaking to you're just speaking out into the ether and you cannot be the savior for everyone mm-hmm. Great because advice. if you're speaking to everyone you are speaking to no one boom <laughs> somebody dropped it somewhere truth bomb <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So something I always like to think back on, this is, I try to carry this through every business practice is how can I help my client's day get 1% better? Even if it's something small, like that's what I mean with think about these different things. When you're thinking about ways to email market, when they open up that email, their day just 1% better. What are you providing for them? What kind of thing are you teaching them? Um, And then this very easily rolls into our next question of how can I be a friend, a teacher, or a life changer when I reach out to my audience? So if you think about those two things put together of how can I make their day better and then ways that you can do it. So if you categorize it into three different ways of friend, teacher, or life changer, it's very easy then for you to come up with ideas of what you can do for your clients when you have more of categories to then create subcategories for it. I think that's a great way to like organize your ideas for like what you want to put out there. That's all useful. And I'm going to use all of these when I start yes. my marketing <laughs> campaign. Yeah, we should definitely do. I think it would be really helpful and you guys can let us know if maybe we sit down and do um, a little video just about how we go about creating an, an email campaign. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, Megan. Yeah, let us know, guys, if that would be helpful for you because we want to know what you guys are looking for and what's going to best serve you guys. So send us an email yeah. or drop us a comment on our Instagram or Facebook wherever get in touch with us yeah yeah let us know and that goes for everything if you have any kind of ideas or any kind of questions about business practices i mean even if it has nothing to do with email marketing right now feel free to reach out and it's definitely something that we could chat about on our socials so let's talk about things that people can do not just us but like everyone who's listening what they can do to kind of get the ball rolling with their email marketing yes Okay, guys, when you are working through your workflow for your email marketing campaign, here's like some easy steps on start to finish on where to begin. So after you figure out what your goal is for your your email, you want to brainstorm a bunch of ideas for your subject lines. And then we suggest reading them out loud and think about what grabs your attention the most. Subject lines are so important because this is the first thing that's going to grab the attention of your client. And you want it to be something that's going to encourage them to open the email. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be spammy or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't personally use a bunch of emojis just because my ideal clients are older so yeah that kind of targets a younger crowd don't be afraid to like ask your friends to run something by them like Megan and I do that for each other all the time and it's good to have like an outside person to give you feedback because sometimes you can be so close to like what you're working on that you need like an outside opinion um I totally agree with that. You need to be able to read it out loud to people and say like, okay, what is grabbing your attention the most? Because exactly like you said, sometimes we get so attached to what we're working on that everything grabs our attention. 
Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's the greatest subject line ever or if it's the worst subject line ever. We're still going to find it interesting because we're the ones freaking writing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I get a lot of ideas. So I get a lot of um, emails from like Bed Bath & Beyond and Sephora and Victoria's Secret and all this stuff. And so you guys can actually go into your promotional section of your Gmail or whatever email platform you use because Gmail separates it out and you can just kind of look and see what all these other companies are using for their subject lines to get ideas. That is such a good point. I love that tip, Kate. I love that because it's true. I mean, learn from the best. Obviously don't be spammy like some of them, but Mm -hmm. they're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some email campaigns that I really like are from business coaches. Mm. They tend to be more of the like inspirational and they present the problem that you have and the solution that they have for you. So if you want to get ideas, maybe find some business coaches or something like on Instagram and sign up for their emails to kind of get an idea for the flow of how they do it. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think that's in general sign up for, if you're really diving into email marketing and you kind of want to do your own market research, I think it would be such a great idea for you to go to like your favorite people that you follow on social media or something, lots of businesses. There's a good chance that they have an email list and Mm -hmm. I would hop on that email list. Like so a lot of authors have them. Like I know James Clear, his email list is amazing. He is the author of Atomic Habits, which is another book that- I know because I love him yeah. and that book is that book is one of the ones that we're going to list um a couple books in our resources but that book is one of the books that I would recommend to any business owner just because it's I mean all about building a business is a lot about habits but his email list is very intentional very like laid out and it's exactly how I like them but everybody's different so I would just go across the board maybe some are service based maybe some are digital content or, you know, a product based, go and follow a bunch of different email lists and then kind of do your own separate research from there and pick out what you like, pick out what you don't like. And then you can kind of, you know, craft something from, from that list. Yeah. I'm all for getting inspiration and making it your own. I mean, that's kind of what about being a creative is, is just repurposing what's already out there and putting your own spin on it. The next part of the workflow is thinking about your branding and your copywriting. And this is so important for your emails. This is kind of like the meat of your marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Copywriting is definitely a skill. And this year during the pandemic, I actually on Udemy, which is one of my favorite platforms for resources. I took this course too. I told you about, yeah, there's a copywriting course. And at the time, I think it was on sale for like $13, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. And I want to say it takes less than like four full hours to like go through all of it. It comes with like workbooks and resources. And there's also a Facebook group that I'm a part of now. And that class was so insightful and it's very, very small changes that you don't even like pay attention to until you know what copywriting is and keywords are what grab people's attention and we'll link that class in the show notes. I was just going to say that we need to link that because during quarantine, I was trying to get as much education as I could because I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. Might as well do something. (laughs) So that course that you had recommended was so insightful. It just was, there's so many things that I was like, like you said, these little tweaks that you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, I've never even thought about that. But it really actually does change a lot of what you're selling. Yeah. 
and it usually it comes down to one sentence mm-hmm. is the game changer for people and um definitely during the holidays if you have downtime this is a great time to you know invest in yourself and really kind of build up your skills but mm-hmm. your copy should be in line with your brand colors fonts your brand energy and really what your brand personality is about so if your brand is you you definitely want to put your own brand personality into it and this goes back to all of these industry leaders like if you look at coca-cola and like taco bell and you know if you look at their twitters they have a lot of personality and they do clapbacks and all kinds of very Mm -hmm. entertaining stuff so um their profiles are great resources to kind of get ideas on how they stay on brand what i like to do is when i'm brainstorming what my intention behind my email marketing is i will write down words of what i want people to feel when they're reading it so Mm. it could be like if you want to empower them or if you want to educate them you know or if you want to make them feel like they have a friend you know kind of brainstorm these ideas and you can work those words into your copy and that's a good way to start when you're trying to build all that up that is Um, such a good tip brainstorming words i love a good brainstorm i think brainstorming is the way if you actually sit down and do a really intentional brainstorm you can get so much out of your mind that you didn't even know was there Yeah. Well, when you think about it, when you work with someone who does like a graphic designer who does your branding, most of them will ask you, okay, I want you to pick three to five words on what you want your brand to represent. Mm -hmm. One of mine is free. That's like- I love that. a biggest one and I think I represent that very well in like my content on social media and stuff. Yeah. So um something I think we really want to touch on too is that I will not just touch on we need to make very clear you need to have a call to action button in every single yes. email. This doesn't mean that you have to be too salesy or too in your face. It doesn't have to be a sale. It doesn't have to be any kind of money exchange. You need to have something behind that goal. So even if your goal let's say is to Let's say your goal is that you want more views to your website and I put out a blog post on there and I then have the button, the call to action to link back to the website. Right there, that's another view on the website. Google loves like updated and very viewed websites. Google Mm -hmm. likes websites that are seen often, obviously. So even if it's something that you're linking a picture back to it, if you can link anything within your email, you will get more clicks through just because people are interested in what you're linking. And I think that this goes back to a lot of, um, we found this quote that email marketing is one of the only channels that consumers are asking to receive this marketing from. So give them what they want. Don't be afraid to ask for something within a call to action because they are wanting it. They wouldn't have signed up if they didn't want this. And they always have the option to unsubscribe from your emails. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to ask for what you want from them and always, always, always have something that they can link back to and share with people then. Yeah. I like to think of call to actions as more of like an encouragement or like a nudge in the right direction. And I think that's more subtle and just not as like in your face as call to action. But you Mm -hmm. want to give them a direction to go further. So if they want to read more into your blog posts that you emailed them, or if they want to read more about the online course that you're offering or the sales that you're promoting, like you want to have a link, or maybe you're asking your clients for feedback on what they want more from, and you have like a link to a poll or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's definitely good to end your email on a note of asking them 
to take action. And that's why it's called a yeah. call to action. But encouraging them to, you know, interact with you or buy your service or your product or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. We always want to be guiding them to mm-hmm. the watering hole so then they the can drink from it. Yes. Yes. Guide them to the solution. Don't just tell them the solution. Um, and then this goes back to providing more value to your audience. I personally loved blogging. And now that I'm talking about this so much more, I'm like, man, I need to like make <laughs> the back time to get back. Yeah. Because I did. I loved blogging because I got so much positive feedback from it because it really was at the core of it. Me just like providing value to my clients in a different way than me just like being in front of their face. You mm-hmm. know, they had another form of getting the information from me. So always think about back to what solution are you solving for people? Or what, I'm sorry, what problem are you solving for people? And just think about how you can possibly add every little bit of value to the point where they are seeing you as like an industry leader. They're seeing you as somebody that knows a lot and that they can trust you with whatever service it is that you do or product mm-hmm. that you sell. So Megan, let's talk about how you got subscribers to your email campaigns and how you've kind of managed all of that. Because I know you have a lot going on. We're all busy people running small businesses. You're wearing every single hat there is. Yes. So how do you juggle all of that? (laughs) So my biggest thing was, and I learned this in a course that I took last year, um, which is just goes to show you how much that investing in yourself is so important and investing in your your education is so important. But so the way that I set it up and the way that you can do it on probably a lot of platforms, but I know especially with Wix. So I have um, on my website, my pricing guide is set as a email subscription. So when people want, when brides will come to my website and they want to get the pricing guide, I give it out to like anybody can see it as long as I have their email in there. So they go to get my pricing guide. They put in their name, their email and enter it through. They get an immediate response email and that has my pricing guide in it, any information. And then it also has a call to action to schedule a phone call with me or set up an inquiry. Then I have a couple other automatic responses. So the reality is right now is that it takes about 14 times for somebody to see you, for them to actually make a sale with you, which is a crazy number. That's a lot of marketing, but right now I'm doing about three to five automatic emails. So they go out every three to five days. So that first one goes out, then in another couple days, another email goes out and it's not really asking for a sale or anything. It just basically says, Hey, um, I think right now I have it as, um, should I pay for my bridesmaid's hair and makeup for my wedding? And that's a question that I get asked basically every single bride. Oh, and this, this was a blog a post genius, I did. Genius way to answer all the questions that they might have in their head and reservations they might have. Yes, that's a big thing. Think about all the questions that a client might have when working with you and how can you answer them for them? So I made this whole blog post maybe like a year and a half ago and it's in there is that second email and it's an automatic email so I don't have to do anything for it. So that goes out with that in there. There's some extra pictures of my work and then again it links back to hey, um, inquire here about your wedding. Then I have another email a couple days later that goes out and it basically says like, hey, we're so happy to have you here um, providing more value, linking to more blog posts and then going into and saying, you know, we would really love to make sure that we're there for you on your wedding day and we would love to chat with you. And then another 
another box to inquire. So this might sound seeing it all or hearing it all up front. It might sound like a lot and it might sound like a lot like overwhelming to set up. But hey, you take like half of a workday and you think about the workflow that you want this to be. You think about what each email is going to be. So as soon as it's automated, there's nothing you have to do on your end. You just let it do its thing. I want to say now I have like over 1,200 subscribers to my, my email list. That's I know. Awesome. And like, yeah, I mean, it's a really good number. And that's right now I stopped during quarantine and COVID and all of that. I just didn't. It was too much. It was too much going on. But then this, you know, the end of the year, I really dove into how much email marketing helped me in my business and how many like good quality leads I got from people. So I ended up actually reaching out to our graphic designer, Sarah with Swell Design, and she completely is taking over my email marketing. So I basically were getting on the flow of, I give her some ideas of what I want. She knows what my copy is. She knows my brand colors. She made them. <laughs> so she is like right in line with what I want my brand to be. So she is now going to be creating all of these email market or email campaigns and then she'll be sending them out for me. And I mean, guys, it is so worth it. We talk about outsourcing a lot, but email marketing became something that I just, I don't have the time for. I don't have the energy for. I love writing blog posts and everything because that to me is more about the education of it. And I am not big on like the true term of marketing because to me, like marketing is like a lot of building building relationships with people. So I was just sat down and thought about it. I'm like, I really just need to get this off my freaking plate because I want to do it so bad. And it's creating so much overwhelm and anxiety on my shoulders that I'm like, you know what? I want to do it. I just need to pay somebody to do it for me because otherwise it's not going to get done. And I'm going to be stressed the hell out thinking about it all the time. Yes. So and that's, that's my struggle is I have so much going on already that it's just kind of this doom and gloom thing adding something else to my plate so i'm so glad that you said that you're outsourcing it and it's okay to outsource things as long as you find the right person that's in line and i think finding someone who understands your brand and we've been working with sarah i've been working with sarah for like going on three years now but wow i didn't know it was that long yeah she did my whole rebranding for Caitlin Imagery, my website, Aww. and then she did our Bouncing the Biz. And yeah. She's about to start reworking on my website. We're going to vamp it up. So I'm very excited about the new project. I'm but so excited to see it all. Yes, me too. But Sarah is just so good at figuring out what your objective is and how you want to reveal that to people. I think she's yeah. just so good at understanding the underlying message of your brand. And guys, it is so, we've talked about this before, but it is so important to have people in your corner that are team members, not necessarily obviously an employee, but team members that understand what your brand and vision is. So reach out to some graphic designers in your area, interview them. That might sound crazy, but interview them. Make sure that you guys have a good um, energy and vibe. It should feel like it's a friend relationship. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's a work relationship, but you should feel comfortable speaking with them about every aspect so they can get a real idea of what you and your brand is all about, and then they know how to market that then 
to people when they're doing different projects for you. All great advice. Well, Megan, you've got me pumped up about email marketing. Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> over here thinking, okay, I'm going to go do an email campaign and write a bunch of blogs yes! and do all of it. That is the goal. <laughs> Guys, we are going to put together and we'll have it on the linked on the blog post and probably in the show notes as well. But we're going to put together a whole master list of different email ideas that we think could help you get your brainstorm started a little bit on what you can actually talk about. Because I think a lot of times people think about email marketing and they're like, oh my God, what do I even freaking talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Where do I start? Like, and then they get into this like imposter syndrome and people don't want to hear from me about this. And we are going to break that down and we are going to give you guys a full list of all of these different things that you can start telling your client base about. I am so excited for you guys to get into this. And please, if you download this list and you start writing up some emails, send it to us. I want to see them. Yeah. I would love, we both would love to know like if we're helping you guys and pushing you in the yeah. right direction. So feedback is everything. So don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know what's working for you, what's not. If there's something else we need to deep dive into that would help you, we're all Yeah. Here. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to me ramble on and on and on oh <laughs> about email marketing. So much good info. <laughs> well, good. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate it. And um, I'm excited for everybody to get a little bit of inspiration from this. Okay. Well, that wraps up email marketing, guys. Tune in next week because we're diving into everything self-care and I'm so excited about this topic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this episode, I talked about how I've been focusing on self-care. So I can't wait to share all of my self-care hacks and we will catch you guys next week. We'll see you then.